You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, April 19th. It is because it's Monday. That means it is Mental Health Monday. Looking forward to our conversation with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is Monday, April 19th. That means that Shareathon 2021 is right around the corner, just a few days away, starting Thursday. Friday and Saturday, and I'm pretty excited because we have some very special guests joining us for a special edition of Coffee Hour as well. I'm so excited that Heidi's going to join us twice this week. Yes. <laughs> Yay. So, but I, I don't, I don't want to like ruin the surprise. It's going to be a fun, let's just say you want to be there on Thursday morning. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a great conversation. We're going to have a good time. We're talking all things creative. Mm-hmm. Is that enough of a... With some very Ooh, that's good. somewhat, mm-hmm. I, well, actual famous people. I shouldn't say somewhat. <laughs> We're talking to one of them right now. I know. Good morning, <laughs> <Yes>. Heidi. <laughs> hello. Hello. I know. I feel like Thursday, I, you know, I feel like you're going to get a little tidbit of some Mental Health Monday and you're also going to get like so much more. So yeah, that's going to be a good <laughs> episode. Yeah. I, you know, in in true weird the way your mind works fashion, I'm already like thinking about my outfit that day. But <laughs> that I, makes I'm with no you. Sense, I'm right? with you. It makes no sense. It's just that's how where you mentally go. It's like, oh, what am I going to wear for this epic event? It's true. <laughs> Even if you're on radio, I know. <laughs> it's always a thing. <laughs> Good times. So Good speaking times. of where our minds go, where are we going today with Mental Health Monday? <laughs> yeah, today we're going to move in our series on integrity. We started last week with making meaning mindfully. And we just talked about the place of mindfulness, especially within a biblical context and and connecting to the word, connecting to God um, in mindfulness and what that does for our mental health, as well as our integrity, our sense of integrity. Today, we're going to talk about making meaning thoughtfully. And so we'll go to that beloved Lutheran space of what our thoughts do for us and how we can connect to God in our thought space, (laughs) Uh, because there is a space for that. You know, there. I know I make fun of it all the time that we're thinkers in the Lutheran church, and sometimes we get trapped there a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, there's so much that God does um, through our, our brains and our thoughts um, and thinking on him. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit more today and connect that to what we've learned about mindfulness, uh, but especially stay in this realm of building integrity. And so if you recall from last time, integrity is the last phase of development. Um, and again, we return to this again and again. But we're especially working on that after we've built our sense of identity and have some attachments uh, and we build our sense of intimacy, that we have a place of belonging in this world. Then generativity, I have a purpose. Uh, Then there's this last phase where we want to believe that we are living authentic to who we are and that we are uh, living in who God has called us to be. And it's a little bit more about... uh, like the congruence of our life, if you will. And so we can easily look back at our life when we get to a place where we do have a good sense of identity and belonging and purpose and have regrets that that wasn't always the case, right? Mm -hmm. That there was a space where I didn't understand my identity. And I, so it was really hard to live in when I didn't understand it. Uh, And I didn't have the relationships around me that I 
desired that were filling for me, that were building me up uh, even in the body. And so we come to this place where we start to wonder about those spaces of our life. And God works integrity. He, in his forgiveness in Christ and in the broader sense of what Christ brings into our lives, that is more than just direct forgiveness of specific sins, but this sense of I am a forgiven child of God, then I can look at my whole life and even those places where I may not have been the best version of myself and or may not have been able to be the best version of myself or may not have had the resources to do that or were just simply a work in progress like we all are and not have shame that I can feel like God still was at work and I can see him clearly. Uh, and I instead don't go toward despair, which is the opposite of integrity, where I feel like God wasn't working, that he was absent from me, that I have pilfered, you know, my <laughs> life away in different ways. Uh, and so you can see where this is a really important part of faith and our walk of faith, our whole lives. But as we get older, you really start to be able to do more of that work because you do have that sense of identity and belonging built already. Um, so in order to get to that integrity today, we're going to talk about how that comes through our thought processes. Um, I'm just going to read this small quote from HeidiGaiman.com and the article we have on integrity and despair over there this month. Yet there is a time in life when meaning forces its hand, when it demands to be noticed a little more forthrightly, when it follows us around with a bullhorn until we tell it enough already and give it some attention and some energy. This time is integrity versus despair. Integrity is found when we can look back at our lives and over all we feel that we have spent our life, over all we feel we can say we spent our lives well, that we lived our lives true to ourselves and true to who God made us to be. We can see something we have accomplished, but more than that, we can see relationships that mattered in a journey of authenticity. Integrity is imperfect. This is so important because life is imperfect. None of us will look back at our life with zero regrets. None of us will look at our life with zero regrets. Integrity instead is a time when we make peace with those regrets, where we confess those regrets and align them with Christ, with grace and with kindness toward ourselves. Integrity does well when we are honest and gentle with ourselves. It's something that happens naturally as we get older, but it is also a skill that we learn when we look in the mirror or sit with our Bibles or our friends in both honesty and kindness. So today we're really going to focus on that idea of kindness in our thoughts toward ourselves and one another. And our thought is such, our thought space is such a space where we really struggle with that inner critic. So when we look in the mirror or we look at our life or we look at some conversation we just had, how often do we criticize those moments and ourselves in those moments inside of our heads instead of confessing them, presenting them to God and also being, uh, being mindful of the growth orientation that we are a work in progress and none of our interactions are going to be perfect. Um, yeah. So do you guys, are you tracking Sarah and Andy? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I relate a lot to this, <laughs> but I think it, I'm wondering why, I mean, and maybe this is a very obvious answer, but it, it just seems like this is such a hard thing for us to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just because it's so easy for us to be our own critics, especially those of us who overanalyze 
every single part of our lives and focus on all of those things that it can be very difficult to find this space to have grace for yourself because maybe you don't mm -hmm. feel like you deserve it because you know all of those things that you could have done better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's why books like Battlefield of the Mind like do so well. Um, the problem is, is like we cannot overcome that on our mm -hmm. own. Like, you know, and and please, listener, do not take out of this Mental Health Monday that you need to go do better mm -hmm. with your thoughts because mm -hmm. that's not the space we live in. Instead, that's why this whole thing is about mindfulness, just being aware that those thoughts exist in our head and that they're going to have an impact on us. So how can we help those thoughts intersect with Christ and what he believes about us more often instead of what I believe about myself? Mm -hmm. hmm. How about you, Andy? Any thoughts? Uh, sure. Lots of them <laughs> flying through my head right now. I don't know how many of them are helpful, but lots of them. Uh, thinking about how this compares to what the world teaches. And mm -hmm. I know, I know, Heidi, you're very familiar with many different theories and uh, regarding mm -hmm. um, this particular topic and, and what the world teaches. And, and what I'm hearing, what I'm reading here half of it is i'm sure widely accepted by mm -hmm. the the world outside the church by worldly people but um that mm -hmm. particular half of of integrity being uh who god made us to be you know mm -hmm. we, we spend our lives mm -hmm. uh wondering how we spent our lives if we lived our lives true to ourselves and true to who god made us to be and that is i think the very critical piece here and, and and both parts are true mm -hmm. you know true to ourselves what is what is uh, what is well that's a that's like a five-hour episode right there <laughs> selves and, but who god what made is us to true be, right, right. <laughs> but who god made us to be too and unpacking that what mm -hmm. does that mean who god made us to be there yeah. are also there are also lots of very worldly ideas about that too mm -hmm. as, oh absolutely as, yeah. And I think the thing I would say for Mental Health Monday, too, in all of that is the thing that our mental health needs is just our ability to be without with without needing to solve it. Mm -hmm. The fact mm -hmm. that I'm asking the questions is an act of faith that doesn't make less of my faith or my authenticity or who God made me to be. Instead, the fact that I'm wrestling with stuff shows that I'm living authentically that I'm being honest. That's integrity. So often is confused with just straight up honesty. Um, integrity is that place where honesty is met with grace and kindness. I really believe where, where we're able to look at something and look at ourselves, um, honestly, but also be able to resolve it instead of let it be that place of anxiety where we are, um, not enough. Mm -hmm. uh, not good enough, not successful enough, not smart enough, didn't do enough, wasn't a good enough parent, wasn't a good enough, you know, you could keep going and going and going. Um, and you're right, Andy, this is one of the more complicated pieces of uh, development. And honestly, they all are. But at the same time, you're right that there's this bigness to it because it it is from so many of the other pieces of development all rolled into one big ball of how did this go? <laughs> did I develop? Um, and where am I at in that? And so integrity really should uh, show us back to these other spaces of development. What is our identity? What is our sense of intimacy and belonging? Uh, am I allowed to have curiosity? You know, we've reviewed all these this whole year. And if the listener hasn't heard them, 
I would say go back and listen to some of the mm -hmm. um, episodes because I think that's really helpful. They build off of each other. Um, but man, that place of honesty and kindness with ourselves it will be hard to be honest without the kindness. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and I appreciate the, the value that you placed on confession too, mm -hmm. you know, rather than mm -hmm. just, rather than just struggling with something with failures or regrets, rather mm -hmm. do what God's word tells us to do with that. And that is to confess it. And yeah, absolutely. What, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. Actually, we, we, need, I, we, right. we need to finish our thoughts um, in just a moment. We'll do that. <laughs> You're listening to The Coffee Hour. It is Mental Health Monday. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gulseth. In 2020, the world was blindsided. At the Lutheran Church Extension Fund, we quickly refocused on how to best serve the church. Our COVID-19 response team took action, reaching out and listening to our borrowers. In response, we offered a number of financial remedies that allowed our borrowers time to stabilize. We also provided online streaming kits for churches, gift cards for food pantries, financial support for LCMS church workers, and much more. Life's not yet back to normal, and that's why we're still here for you. Visit LCEF. Dot org to learn more. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, on behalf of Concordia Plan Services, Lutheran Housing Support Corporation, Concordia University System, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, the LCMS Foundation, and Corporate Synod, daily reaches out to our members and partners, working together to support our local, global, and international ministries, church workers, and LCMS initiatives at large to carry the mission forward and to serve each other in love. Opportunities to serve lcms.org slash careers. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman and wrapping up uh, making meaning and integrity today. All right, Heidi, now that I've talked over you about 12 times, where would you like to go next? <laughs> no, no, it's all me. Um, well, I think there is a couple principles that might be helpful right here. And then we're going to go on to some ideas for doing that active confession that you were just talking about, that it does make a difference how we approach our uh, what is available to us for integrity, uh, instead of trying to do it in that battlefield of our mind internally, that there's more to this, that we have Christ accessible. Uh, you know, I love that, that idea that on on uh, Good Friday, the temple curtain is torn in two, right? And we have full access to Christ. And so confession is part of that, is making our bodies, our hearts, and our minds aware of that access in new ways all the time. And, and it, it can answer those thoughts in ways that we can't. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I try to answer those thoughts on my own, I'm just always going to come up with less than, whereas Christ is always going to come up with the fullness of joy and peace that passes all understanding, as well as honesty, truth, justice, um, but always met with grace. And so first, I, I want to talk a little bit about cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. Uh, CBT is a type of therapy that was developed, and it really is the bedrock of kind of all therapeutic intervention, even though uh, 
there's lots of different therapies. And so sometimes I think we get confused that this is it. Like when you go into therapy, you talk about your stuff um, and figure out how they interact. And that's not all we do in therapy. We do a lot of other things, but this is a huge piece of it, which is CBT has a triangle and you can Google this if you want a visual image, but CBT's triangle on each uh, angle of the triangle is a thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. And they each rest on one end of the triangle and those things are all connected. Um, and I think we want them neat and tidy. We want really a, like a bar graph instead, or uh, even a Venn diagram might make <laughs> us feel more comfortable. Um, but the reality is they're not. They're in this triangle and they're always interacting. And so we can intercept um, for integrity on any piece of this triangle. So our thoughts are certainly a place to start. When I have a thought that says you're not good enough, that's a place where I'm going to confess before God and say, help me with this. I, I'm, this is it, Lord. Like I'm, I have this thought, um, or just even, I think sometimes it's less intentional than that. When we start to get to a spiritual place where we can kind of combine our thoughts with just constantly presenting them to God and having a dialogue with him, that's a really good place of confession instead of trying to do it on my own. Um, and so just being in that constant relationship with God, believing that he's a person in the room and also the spirit in my heart. Uh, that's really, really powerful. So emotions is another place when I have an emotion and it comes up. Now you have to keep in mind, we're really only aware of, I feel like 10% of our emotions um, and some of us less than that. <laughs> so it's, it's really helpful. The, the more emotional awareness we can have and early and often in our bodies is really helpful. So whenever anxiety comes up, whenever joy comes up in me, that's a good place for confession. That's a good place to say, wow, Lord, I'm really experiencing this right now. Um, where would you have me go with it? Or wow, Lord, you have given me this awareness, you know, of what uh, joy you've brought into my life or whatever, just bringing it before God in that moment helps us also not to be led by it, which again, emotions are informants, not leaders. Um, so are thoughts, <laughs> informants, not leaders. And then the last piece is behaviors. And it's funny because behaviors is where we focus so often, especially with children. Um, and we think that if we change the behavior, that's going to make all the difference. The problem is we haven't really spent much time in those other two realms and they're always interacting. And so behaviors is, of course, a place of confession. And that's the place that we're most often likely to confess. Like I did this to my spouse or I did this with my neighbor. Um, and that's simply only one place of confession. Uh, but it is good to be aware of our thoughts, emotions and behaviors. Uh, when we're talking about integrity, when we give attention to all those things that will also build our integrity, our ability to believe that we are living in our most authentic place of what God has called us to be. Um, obviously, the word of God is active in that entire process. So then I have three exercises for doing this, like more particularly uh, some, some fun, if you will, in our Mental Health Monday. So any thoughts before we move on to those exercises, you two? I think it's so uh, important to bring up the, the thoughts and emotions 
part of all of this. I think so often, and maybe the last year has actually taught us to do that a little bit more, but we're so busy all the time that a lot of times we don't stop and think Mm-hmm. <laughs> about <laughs> about those thoughts and about the emotions and and we focus only on on what we're doing and constantly doing um but having having space to consider the the mm-hmm. the separation of thoughts and emotions too i think so often i don't know maybe those go more hand in hand than we than the, than they should in how mm-hmm. we're uh thinking about our integrity and, and and how we live out our lives yeah and i think this is a a more realistic version of confession also, instead of the place that we limit it so much. So I don't think confession biblically is necessarily just meant to be two people sitting together or even us standing before God in worship on Sundays. Instead that we live in this active confession, that will be more likely to happen when we also are aware of those thoughts and emotions. Otherwise, again, we're only confessing in relationship to our behaviors. Mm-hmm. Andy, any thoughts? Uh, well, you sent me off on a <laughs> rabbit chase here. I was thinking of examples of confession um, in the mm-hmm. Bible. Sorry. Uh. I, <laughs> Now oh. my brain's going. Sorry, Andy is lost in thought. We've lost derailed. him in thought. No, that's okay. That's okay. Well, let's do a couple of our exercises, and you guys might have some opinions on that, and that might connect to some of the examples that you're thinking of too. First, I wanted to stop for just a a moment of mindful meaning, is what I call it. This is really important. One. Once we start, I see this in therapy all the time to kind of focus on our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, and put the pieces together. We need this reminder. I am not my thoughts, my emotions, or my behaviors. These things are parts of me or moments of my life, but are not who I am. I am God's child. And that's really important. So when we sit in that place of honesty of this is my thought, or this is my behavior, this is my emotion, we get trapped a lot of the time because it feels so much like law. And it's so much law that we can't find the grace in it so often. We need someone else to help us see that. And so this, this moment of mindful meaning is something I just want to offer that that is not who you are. And you have to almost uh, pick it up like a, 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 a confession, honestly. I am not my thoughts, my emotions, or my behaviors. I am God's child. Um, and that's just one recommendation I would have if you start to look into those things. So um, the other practice I have is called the brain dump. Uh, this is one of my favorite practices, especially for kids um, with ADHD, adults with ADHD, or any of us that have uh, rabbit brains that like to follow whatever tabs are open, you know, at any given time. Uh I know, right? (laughs) Squirrel. Um, So the brain dump is really recommended in uh, pop psychology, if you will, but through research, uh, first thing in the morning or last thing at night, uh, if you have a hard time sleeping, it's one thing that's really good for anxiety to just start writing stuff down from your brain for uh, one minute to 20 minutes, whatever you do. And you just let it out, like instead of storing it up and, and housing it, if you will, giving it space, you don't have to do anything with it but it's just going out. And this is definitely a form of confession, uh, especially when we actively invite God into it because he's already there. (laughs) But we get the benefits when we invite him into it in order to see him more clearly in it. Uh, But we can do that as a confessional uh, activity. So 
I like to have some categories and I usually change them up for each client that I work with. Uh, but you might know your categories best. You can Pinterest this to death and find a bunch of brain dump <laughs> ideas. Um, but for, for myself, um, if I have a child who is uh, having a lot of anxiety and worry, then I might have three categories. One might be fear or worries. Um, those are two different things, but depending on what kind of processes the child uses, I'll pick one of those words, then maybe love, um, and then maybe a compassion or another word. These are really broad categories, as you can see. Um, I might uh, just use Jesus as one of my categories uh, in order to bring God into that process. Uh, I might use uh, family as a word. So you can do your brain dump however you want to do your brain dump, and it can have no categories. But you know, maybe thoughts, emotions, and behaviors might be a place to start um, in using that confession and bringing it before God. And you might write at the top of the paper, God's child, <laughs> like, so that you have that reminder, like active and available to you as you do this. And then there's less shame in the process. The other idea I want to share is the this thumbprint identity is what I call it. And I have a PDF available. It's on my website. I can get the link so that um, you guys can put it in the show notes. But it's just a PDF you print out. And it's a thumbprint because all of our thumbprints are so unique. It's just a helpful reminder of the way God made us. And in the middle, it says God's child. Like that's the identity. But then I like to invite people to put stuff about themselves, about their processes and their experiences all over it. Uh, their vocations, their um recreational things they enjoy, just bits of self, if you will. And this helps with integrity and making meaning because then we're honoring everything about ourselves. I think sometimes in Lutheranism, we can slink to the other side and say so often, well, my identity is God's child that we never honor those other parts that are unique about ourselves. And we need both. We need to have that as our core. Without it, we will struggle with shame. But, uh, in it, then I can begin to see these places about, or these things about myself that make me, me, and that's integrity, that feeds integrity and that there's meaning and I have a place in this world. Um, the last thing I would say is uh, spend some time in scripture uh, with big words, because the big words are the ones that we don't understand and they're very thought oriented and they give us that like sense of, Dis, um, there's, uh, oh, there's a word for it. Ah, I can't. Is it a it. big word? Yes, it probably is. <laughs> yes. So, but where are, we feel uncomfortable in our thoughts because we don't understand mm -hmm. it. That's a good place to be before God. That's a confession that says you are big and I am little, but Jesus is here between us. Um, and so just spend a little time with that. Make yourself a little uncomfortable with those big words in scripture and think about them a little bit. Uh, and just, ask God and read some more and all that good stuff. So those are my three practices, the brain dump, the thumbprint identity and big words of scripture. Now I'm going to be busy the rest of the day. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. Always good to chat with you. HeidiGaiman.com and also on Facebook, Heidi Gaiman writes. Thanks so much, Heidi. Have a great week and we'll talk Thanks. to you on Thursday. Yeah. See you Thursday. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.